Hi, my name is Anna Levitt, and welcome to Zen Mama and Everyday Gurus. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. So happy that you've come back to the podcast this week. Um, This month, we've been talking about love and the heart and healing and anything to do with the heart, Um, opening. And today I continue to have someone on that um, I've known for a little bit now, and I'm really excited when I started to uh, manifest this month, she just came into my lens as someone that um, I really wanted to have on the podcast because of her journey and the work she's doing in the world. Hi, Anna, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Mary, thank you for having me. Oh, it's my gift and pleasure so much. And I know we've, we've touched base a little bit before the podcast, but today we just got on and um, it's vacation week here in Vermont from school and Anna has a son, right? I do. Yes. Uh, Jude, he's been, he's been out. Yep. <laughs> How old now? How old is he? Uh, he's five now. So he's uh, just going to end kindergarten. Um and yeah, that's a, that's a huge thing for, you know, mom and dad to, <laughs> to grasp, you know, he's already through kindergarten. So yeah, it goes yeah. fast. But we were talking about like this juggling act of being a parent and, you know, you were just sharing a little bit energetically of what you were experiencing this week. And I thought, well, we should record this because this is good. Other people are probably still <laughs> feeling this or also feeling this. So yeah, you were saying you were feeling like just a little bit of conflicting energy this week or or heavy energy. What were you saying? Yeah. So I've been really sitting with, um, like you said, kind of like this juggling act. Um, and a part of me though, feels as if I needed to release and let go of something and embrace maybe something else Mm. that I felt like. I didn't need right at the time. And I I feel like as a collective, we're doing this, we're taking our, um, I, I'm getting this imagery now of this, like Santa's, you know, sack and (laughs) we're pulling something out of it. And it's actually a gift that we had buried, you know, Mm -hmm. in the sack that maybe we wanted to leave behind until next Christmas, right? (laughs) Just this analogy, but you know, I, I do feel like we have, I feel like right now, maybe there are things in front of us that we really need to embrace and surround and surrender to with love. Um, Mm. And I noticed this in in the people around me. Um, they're, they're, They're kind of on this same wavelength of deep, um, deep seated transformation, right. But also not clinging too much to what the self needs, but looking kind of in these, it may be in society or towards others and seeing that love and that gift there. Yes, 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 yes. (laughs) I mean, I think that's, um, I think it's a collective, um, Mm -hmm movement. And I think we're all getting there um, on our own, but also like we're all being carried by this time period and what's happening, right? Oh, totally. Yeah. I think, um, you know, astrologically this month is a lot about that. Uh, Mm -hmm. I've been told in my guidance, it's a lot about, um, even though we're talking, it's, yeah, we're talking about getting into the body, getting into the heart and listening yes. and understanding truly what belongs in relationship. Like maybe February 14th wasn't so much about romantic love as it mm-hmm. was about what belongs and what doesn't belong anymore. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I, so that you can sort of clear the path um, mm-hmm. to see what supports you and what you're saying. Like, what is this thing that maybe didn't belong, but belongs now, or, um, which I think, honestly, I, I, I'm thinking about you and I, so we both work in healthcare. Uh, Let's, let's, uh, we'll keep that conversation going, but we've kind of been on a similar track in that we both have been healthcare providers Mm -hmm. in radiology. You work in ultrasound. I'll let you tell a little bit more of your story, 
but what I know about us is that we've both had this calling as a healer outside of the traditional Western medicine field. And we've kind yeah. of been keeping a foot in both worlds for a while now. And when you, when you talk about like being pulled towards the next thing, I'm just wondering, is it, is it our jumping off point for me? This is what I am. And like, I think it's my jumping off point. It wasn't time yet, but I yeah. think at least it's getting closer to the time. And I don't know if that speaks to you also, Yes. So for me, Mary, I, you know, I've struggled a whole maybe year and a half really wanting to take off and saying Mm -hmm. um, for me, okay, it's time. This is what I need to do. And I've noticed, you know, throughout that year and a half, little things would happen that would show me, wait, Anna, there's an experience here. Mm -hmm. Wait, where is your gratitude? wait, there's people that need you still and in, in this mm-hmm. setting. So I, I've kind of surrounded this um, transition with gratitude almost and wanting to let it flow a little more gracefully versus mm-hmm. me saying, okay, I need to take the leap. And, and I've heard that from others. They're like, it's time to take the leap. And, but deep inside, when I connect to my heart, it says, this will come gracefully. Mm. This will come gracefully. That's beautiful. Um, yeah. And I, I tend to, I, I really love reaching out and um, hearing others, especially those that are consciously connected in that way, um, spiritually and their advice. But there are times when I know I need to sit in the self because mm. each individual, I know this is so unique, our purpose, our experiences mm-hmm. are so uniquely crafted, right? The, the chaos and spontaneity of our lives are um, meant to be flowed in a, in a unique way for us. Mm-hmm. So I like to take the, the friendship and, and the um, advice that I get from others and hold it. But I also have been learning how to connect it to my own uh chaos in a sense, you know, my own creativity. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I um, can identify with when I'm doing being pulled, like, I think I spent years being pulled by what other people um, where other people were leading me or saw my potential. And I think I've really, it's been an unfolding of years. Um, And I'm just, I don't know. I think this time has really helped me personally continue to come to my altar and drop inside and listen and trust and know that I'm a drop of the divine because I, it was a separation from ego. I think that had to happen for me. Um, and to understand that even though it's, um, maybe not what I dreamed or aspired to, it's what I've been called to do. Yes. Yeah. yeah. In service. Uh, yes. Yeah. I with that fully. Mm-hmm. So let's uh, tell everyone a little bit about you. We got right into the juicy stuff because it's so good. And I think people, um, you know, we're balancing real life happening with this spiritual soul that we are all are um, in these um, earth suits. So I know you're an intuitive healer. I know you've been evolving in this calling. So maybe, maybe you could share a little bit about what that's been like and where you're at and where you started. Yeah. Yeah. I would like to actually start. And I believe that, you know, I feel many of us should start at childhood. Right. I mean, I Mm. keep going back to that place and um, my spiritually um, growing up, my mother um, is Catholic. She moved to the States, not speaking English, not Mm. knowing how to drive. So she couldn't um, take us to a church. You know, um, my father worked very much, very hard, um, two jobs and to, to support us. So basically he wasn't around much. Um, he is Christian, but never spoke of, you know, God much. It was more of my mother who was Mm -hmm. definitely the more, um, influencer of spirituality on, um, us children. Um, there's four of us all together. So we had a a house full (laughs) of kids and my, because my mother couldn't, um, 
kind of bring us to whatever, I guess, connect us to her religion, she would send us off with friends. So we would go to, I'd go to a Southern Baptist church, and then I would go to, you know, a a Protestant church. And then it was just all these different, um, you know, um, I guess, influences as far as like Mm -hmm. Christianity. And throughout my whole childhood, I always connected to God, but could never really fully grasp the everything that was given to me through the Bible or what was said I had to be, or, you know, the, the sins that I've carried into this life. And it just never really sat with me well. And so I felt very isolated, uh, for a very long time. Um, and later when I was about six or seven years old, my grandparents, um, transitioned into the spiritual realm, like what I like to call it. And Mm -hmm. they, they came to me, uh, because I grieved for a whole year. I, I kind of damned God. I was very, very angry because these were the two people that, um, I felt so much love for in my life. Mm -hmm. And, And that was kind of all I, I had, I had my parents, but they were a little detached from that, um, Mm -hmm. that, that caring and and support that a child needs at the time. So I was, yeah, I was angry and they, were they, did they live with you? Were you, you were really close to them? Oh, but you were close to them. I was very close. Um, Mm -hmm. as far as in, in a loving way, I didn't get to see, I saw them once a year. So Mm -hmm. it was just, this bond that we had yeah. with them. And that's all I could, you know, all I connected to at the time mm. being so young. And when they came to me, that mm. experience completely changed my life. Yeah. I never questioned the existence of something right outside of myself. Mm. I knew there was a higher power. Mm. I felt the uh, resonance of, of spirituality of, of spirit with me. Um, they told me even that we are, we're moved on to a better place. We're healthy. We're happy, you know, mm. uh, send our love. We'll be with you always. And that experience, I did not speak about for many, many years. Wow. Um, I kept it to myself. Yeah, you were six I, or seven. I I was. Yeah. Wow. And I remember trying, it, it was a very, very unique experience. And, and I tried to open up to my brother and I remember him saying, Oh, that's, that never happened. Right. Mm-hmm. So then I closed that, that yeah. out for a long time. Um, it wasn't until I moved to Vermont. So I was in, I got out of ultrasound school and something pulled me here. I don't know mm. what. <laughs> now I know it's spirit, of course. But uh, you know, at the time, I'm like, sure, I'll move to Vermont. So I moved here, and then I started connecting with others that um, in my community that were spiritually connected. And I would, I told them about my experience, and they said, "Well, you should go see this person." So I. Um, connected with uh, Karen Benevento. She's an amazing spiritual counselor. Mm. And she's the one who, I think it was maybe the first session I ever had with her. And she goes, so when was it that you saw your grandparents after they passed? How old were you? And I go, wait a minute. (laughs) Like Nobody knows that. Oh, you hadn't told her? Oh, no, no, I had not told her. And she goes, you know, you were a medium. You're a medium and you have a unique ability to connect to spirit. And after that, um, you know, she gave me some advice to explore um, a college in the United Kingdom called Arthur Finley. And I, it's a spiritualist um, college where they also teach psychic studies and many other unique, amazing things. And I then learned about spiritualism Mm. and I had never heard of the belief of spiritualism. And so after learning about this, I said, yes, this is it. This is what I am. My whole life, I felt so alienated and so lost and alone. And the minute I stepped in those doors, it was just like, it was home, you know? Wow. So 
can we just pause and unpack a couple things? So one thing I'm curious about, you were six or seven. Did you have more experiences or do you think you sort of shut that down because you thought it didn't belong or in yes. retrospect? Yeah. Yes. Um, I, I did in my mother's house um, and my siblings as well had experiences there. Oh. Um, some that did not feel so comfortable uh, that weren't, you know, and, and a lot of that I now I believe um, is because I didn't have a true connection. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I kind of let fear overcome me. Mm-hmm. I had no guidance um, then of anyone saying, you know, just if, you know, uh, connect to the power of God, send mm-hmm. love to you and whatever it is that you're fearing, whatever you're feeling. Mm-hmm. So that, um, that was traumatic for me, which is why I believe I also tried to close it off for so long. It was more of a fear too. Yeah. 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 And then, um, that's interesting. Yeah. I just could imagine like, um, what that's like, you know, kind of having this very thin veil, um, Mm -hmm. but also not knowing what to do with that and not having anyone validate it. Um, yeah. So beautiful that you met this woman. I mean, it's all divine intervention, I'm sure. Um, (laughs) But people can resist it, you chose to walk through it. So that's beautiful. Um, And then maybe spiritualism, you -hmm. could help us understand how that difference from like spirituality or yeah, yes. Um, So um, a spiritualist believes that um, life is continuous. Mm -hmm. So you never die, right? We are, um, we are spirit. We are our own unique spirits connected to God. We just have this outer shell, the body that helps us live in this human experience. So it is the body that passes and we just transition to a spiritual realm, right? Another plane you could say. Um, and as a spiritualist, my, my goal and purpose is to help people connect, um, to the feeling of life is ever living, right? We were never never dead. We never die. Um, So to bring in that evidence and, and connect those to that spiritual realm is, is a huge part of my purpose. Okay. That seems like big work. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think we're all just trying to help people along to that, that, but, um, or I don't know that that's really very beautiful. So is there a element of reincarnation um, belief in this that our spirit dances to the spiritual realm, but then comes back again? Or what is that? What are your yes, thoughts on totally. um, I believe that and spiritualists believe that you can have past lives. Um, there are karmic lessons that some of us must learn um, that there is no such thing as evil or um, the devil, right? Mm -hmm. We believe that the human creates negativity, can create that those uh, negative um, feelings and things around. It's just kind of the ego, the human experience that creates that. Mm -hmm. Um, So we believe the more connected you are to source, whatever your um, higher power may be, um, then you are always protected and always guided. Yeah. So, yeah. Love that. I know in bhakti yoga, uh, the belief is still is also the same, right. And that we are here to learn like certain lessons in certain lifetimes. Um, and that I think there is a point at which we evolve, like we get such a deep connection to the, to God, the divine that, um, maybe we stay in the spirit realm longer (laughs) you know but if not we have karma and dharma that we come back to yes yes yeah Um, Um, but also I love that I love um the non-damning kind of part of it and um you know maybe there's spiritual guide rails what do you think about that like that when difficult things happen in our life um of course we always choose how to react to them but maybe they're just trying to knock us back to the center of the road and like, and on our path. Yes, yes, definitely. I'm a firm believer in, um, everything is just an experience to 
enlighten us, right? To mm -hmm. to uh, help us continue on this uh, journey to consciousness, to mm -hmm. a fuller, um, more pure, loving self. Mm -hmm. I'll totally, totally believe that. Um, and another thing I wanted to touch on too that spiritualists believe in, and is th this is interesting that I'm just learning about. I don't know if I mentioned, but I'm also in a ministry program to become an ordained um, spiritualist minister. And something that I just recently that came to, to light was that um, shamanism is actually very closely linked to spiritualism um, because we're firm believers that nature, right? The connection to nature is the connection to source is a connection to God. So we, you know, um, have really close belief systems in that. And it's, it's just so interesting and fascinating to me to see how each, uh, especially shamanism connects to, you know, spiritualism. Yeah. It sounds like the lens is pretty open to, um, accept any, everyone's path as, um, like you were saying, there's not necessarily one higher power. Um, yes. but you know, yeah, I, I love that openness to our spiritual journey. I think it it leaves a lot more potential for us to help people and help ourselves get further down the road. Yeah, oh, totally. And and a big thing for me, Mary, that I've also, um, I think this is definitely within the last few months, is this non judgment. It, you know, I I keep telling, and it's my higher self. I feel saying, approach this with non judgment see that with non-judgment, you know, um, look at this person and feel them. Don't judge them. Right. Mm. Um, because that is what love is like. Love is just mm. there. There is no, um, face to it. Right. Yeah. It's just there. It's just pure. It's just observing. It's just allowing it's holding space. Yeah. And judgment gets in the way of that. That's our ego, I think, right? When we we try to, I mean, that's part of the human condition. We try to place things in good, bad, um, you know, right, wrong. And yeah. it's not that black and white, right? And it's all, um, and it's, it's like so freeing really to be able to surrender um, and not think, you know, we, it's, it's a little bit of conditioning, you know, it's just like how we grow up and you know, as I say, we're humans trying to raise other humans and we're doing the best we can. So no blame in any direction. I'm an imperfect parent for sure. Yes. Yes. <laughs> for sure. <I> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think the difference between me and probably my parents is that as I learn and evolve, I, I change my behavior and I, I call myself out and I, I let my kids know that, you know, that's not about you. That's about me reacting to something that probably has very little to do with you, but um yeah so i i love all of that it's really beautiful so ta so um and and if you if you talk about that as love um and we're here talking about opening mm -hmm. the heart and and a lot of us armor up our hearts right um, because you know hard things happen and we feel like whatever we thought of love i was just writing about this actually how like the first you know, I probably, when I came into the world, I was too young to know what my love was, but it was probably the first time I remember it was with my mother. Right. Mm -hmm. And that, that unconditional love that a mother shows her child. And, mm -hmm. and then it was probably my search for romantic love. Mm -hmm. Right. And then, then you have your children and that's like a whole, you know, I remember when I had my oldest daughter, I was like, Oh, this is what life's about. You know, this is yeah. love. Um, and then, you know, you continue on and that's imperfect. It's all imperfect, <laughs> you know? And then, um, you know, as my, especially as my daughter struggled with addiction, I was like, Oh, how can, I mean, that's felt like such pure love. Why does it hurt so much? You know? Um, yeah. and then I think I armored up certainly at times in my relationship and in my relationship with her and, yeah. you know, and it's taken a lot of, um, work to understand like that golden thread of love that's within it all despite the the joys and despite the challenges oh, totally. right it's, I don't know like is that like is that that we can keep this steady belief and is it is it that is it that drop of the divine within us to see the love in each of us despite um the hurt 
that's inevitable in this human journey? What do you oh, think? Wow. <laughs> oh, yes. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's, that's huge because that is exactly what we, you know, I feel, you know, God or your higher power says is within all of us is that light source, right. Of love and to, to feel and, t- and, and connect with another unique spiritual loving being right to connect to their light and um, allow, allow that to be pure without, you know, without introducing our own pain and fear and all these other, you know, um, emotions um, and uh, uh, blockages, I want to say, right. Like how to block that out and and to not let that get in the way is, um, is definitely a life's lesson. It's a life's journey, right. Of, Mm -hmm. um, of, Of trying to allow that and, and let it be pure. Um, as we were talking, I started thinking of, you know, I think the challenge too, with many of us is this idea that because, because I do feel this with clients as well, those that are very giving and very, um, just very selfless, right? They tend to not have the boundaries up, right? Though, like the the protective boundaries. And there's a really fine line between judgment, right? And saying, oh, I don't, you know, I'm not going to allow you in. I'm going to close off my heart, right? Versus, okay, I'm open with you, but let's take a step back here. I'm going to openly communicate with you. I'm going to let you know how I feel. Let's, let's merge together. And if I can't merge together with you, then maybe I, you know, maybe I will separate a little, right. It's, it's hard. Those boundaries that we have to, um, that we have to keep for ourselves, right. Mm -hmm. As well as still being open and loving and, and accepting. Yeah. I, I find that to be, um, for me, the last, I want to say three, four years of my life I've been doing, I was very much like you said, one of those that literally guarded my heart so much mm. that my physical body showed it right. Energetically, mm. I might, I was like hunched over, you know, <laughs> and then I, I began, you know, um, learning about energy medicine and, and opening of the heart and doing all of these opening heart exercises and just really feeling into the, into the heart space and and allowing my feelings to, to take over sometimes, right. Um, to touch my soul, but not let it consume me, you know? Mm -hmm. So it was like putting that, putting that awareness up of, okay, this is, I'm feeling this, you know, this is a, a heart connection. I'm no longer guarding but I am going to surround this with awareness and heal through this. Right. That's kind of the boundary. That's like the, how, how do you, how do you balance that? I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, two things came up for me when you're talking about that one was when you were saying like, get that space, like that loving from a distance, right. Mm-hmm. To know we don't have to hold everyone energetically in our physical exactly. space. Yes, yeah. Exactly. It. Yep. Yeah. And the other thing I was thinking about was um, when you were talking about touching your heart or your soul up against, mm-hmm. especially I, it sounded like uncomfortable feeling. Oh, totally. right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I was reading a uh, Pema Chodron the other day and um, it was something about fearlessness. And mm-hmm. she talked about fear uh, for anyone that doesn't know Pema, she's a um, Buddhist monk mm-hmm. and she have wrote some really great books um, like start where you are. And um I don't know. There's so many. I can't, mm-hmm. I, I have them all, but I can't remember them all right now. Mm-hmm. Um, things about difficult times and things like that. Um, but she was talking about fearlessness and she was saying, you know, fearlessness is not, is that it's not that you're not with fear. It's that you feel the fear and you're willing to touch your heart up against it. Mm-hmm. Right. And to be with it. And mm-hmm. that is a fearless act. Oh, yes. Yes. Because I kept thinking like, oh, then I mean, I'm always thinking like, why am I so sad about these things that I feel like I have worked through, right? That hurt. And, um, you know, that's just uh, realizing that you can still move through it and feel love and joy and still feel incredible pain at the same time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Totally. In fact, that's what I think that's what actually helps us open and soften our heart is to allow it to be there. Right. Cause then we're not armoring up yes. and it, and then we get through it. We realize it doesn't totally um, kill us. we can get to the other side it it strengthens you it strengthens your will right um i mean so much of just of of love and um like you're saying and and the the acceptance of uh fear right for me it's more of like being courageous right Mm -hmm. um and, and finding that inner strength, right. Our will to say, I'm welcoming this. I'm welcoming this pain. I'm welcoming these feelings. Let it rush through me because I know that this is just an experience. Right. I, and, and I know that this will soon end, right. It's, it's never continuous unless we allow our, a disconnect from the mind and heart. Right. When there's the disconnect there, then the brain is constantly taking over saying, no, this is everlasting. Right. Right. Uh, but like when rumination. we allow our will to connect, yeah, to, to that love and that, and, and that ability to say, I, I will allow this because this is, this, this soon will end. Right. Yeah. Um, this is just an experience. So for me, I, I often, when I'm at my lowest, um, emotionally, um, I tend to, to go back and into myself and try to look at that with curiosity. I like to say, Mm. like to be very curious about it. Mm. Say, Okay. Now that I'm letting, allowing myself to feel where is this coming from? You know, um, what, what can I learn from this? You know, it's, it's really just a space of curiosity because it is all an experience. It is all there for a purpose. So I try to almost lighten the mood (laughs) by surrounding it with this positive idea of what is the purpose in this? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Welcoming it almost, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really beautiful. I do feel um, like it calls for us to be still like all this work. Mm -hmm. I think um, we're so used to like getting somewhere down the road, whatever that feels like, however we've defined that by doing. Right. And I don't know about you, but what I continue to discover over and over again (laughs) is that the biggest evolution for me comes when I actually sit in stillness and allow myself to be with everything that is, you know, and drop into myself and open my heart and listen. Mm -hmm. Right. The healing happens the messages from the divine come. Yes. Yes. And it's, uh, it's a practice, you know, Yes, it is a practice. Such a practice. I remember when I, Mary, when I first started trying, like, I remember actually the experience I had the first time I tried to meditate. Yeah. I, or or even practice mindfulness, right. It was just Mm -hmm. more, actually, now I know practicing mindfulness, because I didn't even know how to get to the meditative state. (laughs) Like I I just needed to practice how to still the mind and how to just listen. Right. Yeah. Um, That was simple, but it's not easy. It was such a challenge for me and I'm not going to lie. There's still times when I get wrapped up in the everyday life that I tend to go, hang on, things are moving too fast. How do I slow them down? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but I remember that experience and telling myself, okay, watch the thought go by, let it, mm-hmm. let the thought go by. Right. Um, and for some, I'm starting to re- to understand and as I work with clients and, and loved ones, even that struggle with meditation, um, and depression, anxiety, right. Anxiety is a huge one. Um, they, tend to tell me that they have a very difficult time quieting the mind, Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. I think every, every individual has a unique way of doing that. Right. Mm -hmm. So I like to say, okay, do you resonate with sound or is it, is it easier for you to focus on someone speaking to you? Maybe try a guided meditation Mm -hmm. or 
Are you more of a nature lover? How do you feel about sitting by water and just listening to the water, feeling the breeze? You know, um, it's just, I, I feel like everyone is so unique in that way of how they um, connect to the stillness inside the light, which is the light, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know when I first found mindfulness um, and I just, it let me drop into my life in the moments, right? And I just was like full of awe and wonder. And it was just like, I was so excited. I just like wanted to spread the word, you know? (laughs) And so I was like touting it to everyone and talking about it. And um, and then I realized um, we need a toolkit, like, it's everybody has their own thing. It's not like this one, one size fits all. So I always, you know, work with people about building their resiliency toolkit. And that can be, and I do feel like mindfulness is kind of the foundation because it raises our awareness. So we can start to see how crazy our mind is, start to see how the things we are doing in our life are affecting us. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we can, it doesn't mean we stop what we're doing, but we at least begin to cultivate this meta awareness so that eventually (laughs) we're going to want to make a shift. And then you bring in whatever it is, you know, and I say for some people practicing mindfulness is speeding through the woods on their um, mountain bike and you can't focus on anything else except, you know, it's when you have this single point of focus in the present moment. So I think it can be achieved a lot of ways other than sitting on a cushion. Yes. totally. Yeah. And so, yeah, Uh, I, um, I want to make a little comment. I just thought of um, this too, as you're saying that, that the more, like we were saying before, the more you practice, the easier it is. Right. I do feel that the more you practice mindfulness meditation, right. The easier it is to connect to that frequency, right. To get to that space very quickly. Um, For me, my, how I stay so um, resilient in that is, now that I've practiced so much throughout the past, I want to say probably seven years of practicing mindfulness and meditation. Um, when I feel uneasy or I feel as if I'm kind of not within myself, my body, right. I'm a little out of my outer body. I tend to be able to quickly come back and say, okay, what's going on? Breathe. I'll take a deep breath. I'll ground, I'll center myself. And it's Mm -hmm. just so, so much more, um, so much more quickly than I did in the past. Yeah. It doesn't mean we, yeah, it doesn't mean we stop being human by any means, but it means our center line, we can get back there quicker. And I, what came up for me too, when you were talking is, you know, I've known you a, a while through like, you know, watching you from a distance sometimes and then pulling each other in at times. Um, but I feel like, and this has worked for me and I think it's you too, like you have so much more clarity of your journey. Like I think at first when someone gets pulled to in this way, um, to show up and serve in this, um, world in a different way, at first you just, you feel the pull and you have these little sprinklings of, you know, like, um, you know, maybe you began to learn energy medicine or so, you know, you began to have these or Reiki or, you know, different things that come in your lens. And same with me, I got exposed to all different kinds of alternative medicine, complementary medicine, Eastern medicine, yoga, all the stuff. But I kept like not being able to find my place in it. But yet I kept being asked to continue to learn, right. And then that energy is like, um, you love it so much, you know, you want more of it, like that's our tendency. But I, I loved, I, you know, I'm just commenting, I guess, because I see you're in such a knowing place. Um, mm-hmm. You've gotten so far in your journey of attunement mm-hmm. um, to, to uh, your guidance that you're just like, um, like you said in the beginning, it's a, it's going to be a graceful, it is a graceful transition. That's what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, that is part of the gifts of beginning a practice and then just sticking to it because you will be led um, in whatever direction it is for you to be led in. And, you know, don't let it get to the point of a disease or, um, you know, a mental health issue or things that are really hard. Listen, listen to your body and, um, and your mind and try to, or try to settle your mind so you can listen inward. But I'd like you to, do you want to share a little bit more like of how you work with people? It's getting dark in my room. I want to turn my light on. <laughs> um, uh, 
you I, uh, I know you offer some different services. So how do and, and as you go into this work of yours, like so someone comes to you and they either feel tugged or they're struggling with something. How do you approach your work with people? What does that look like? Yeah, so um my clients tend to they they come in and I I definitely have to I connect energetically with them, but all, as well as um spiritually. And I feel as if I'm just this vessel, just this channeler of messages for their higher self. Mm. That tends to look like in a, in a way I can try to simplify it as much as I can. Sometimes that will be past loved ones that come in and, and heal that grieving, give those messages to say, here I am, I'm still living. This is, you know, connect to, to your spirituality, connect to me, know that I am not dead, right? That I am here mm -hmm. with you. I am guiding you. They will give me evidence to prove that to the client. Um, and others come in and it's a totally different experience. It's their guides coming in and they're showing me a trauma from childhood and, and how to help them find their purpose in these energetic blockages that they're um, trying to work through in the moment, right? Um, and for example, one of my clients, this person in particular came maybe just trying to build a connection with me as like a, a partnership to do trades. And this individual then after a year realized, wow, I'm a medium, you know, I now know how to connect to my intuition. I never, I never realized that this was, you know, what was bothering me, my anxiety, my depression, I was suppressing a lot of these things. And, and it was just so beautiful to be able to help that person connect to, you know, spirituality in that way. So sometimes I guess it's, healing through grief. Other times it's finding your purpose. Other times it's, you know, clearing energetic blockages and, um, physical health sometimes. So Anna, you actually get images and connections I, of voices and I do. So I'm clairaudient, um, clairvoyant and claircognizant. So I can hear, see, and feel, um, most of mine is clairvoyant. So I see a lot. I can, um, if, if a past loved one, let's say, you know, wants to reveal themselves, I can identify them and give evidence of physical features. Um, they'll hand me things. I hear them tell me their names. I mm. can, um, feel, and, and this is, um, a, a, a inner knowingness, but I just kind of know what, it is that they need to, the message that they need to give mm -hmm. is just there. Mm -hmm. um, so, th so that's, yeah, how I work. Um, I can imagine that coming time. through you. <laughs> I was going to say yeah. before you had your teachers and guides. Um, yeah, that's intense stuff to be experiencing in the world. I mean, can you sort of, um, are you always prepared when it comes or just sometimes things kind of just come into you and you're like, Whoa, or do you yeah. always have to intentionally tap in? So, um, especially working at the hospital, this happens yeah. quite often with patients, um, yeah. their loved ones will come and, and, you know, I am aware of them, but I'm also able to either say, Hey, I'm not in that space. Sometimes they're a little pushy <laughs> and, and they really want to connect. And I will, I will allow, I, I feel like I give, uh, I, I try to be deeply respectful to my patients um, mm -hmm. and I let spirit know, well, they will give me a sign, right? Let them give mm -hmm. me a sign if they want me to open that door. And I will tell you, Mary, there is 90% of the time, you know, they will give me that sign. They will just Amazing. bring up an instance of, you know, God, or they'll start talking about that person that just passed a week ago, or, Hey, it's their birthday. And I'm really grieving right now. And we'll just get on this conversation and, and the door opens and, um, 
it, it happens a lot. Yeah. Wow, that's <laughs> amazing. Yeah. 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 So two things I'm thinking about. One is um, you must have had for other people that have this that might be listening and don't mm-hmm. uh, yet know what to do with it or um, or that are just cultivating this um, gift. Mm-hmm. You must have developed had to develop tools um, to accept some personal energetic boundaries. Oh right? yes, uh, yeah, yeah, totally. I've uh, I've worked with a few mediums throughout the years. Um, Tony Stockwell, Jamie Butler. Um, Tony Stockwell really is amazing, and he's he's helped me to really learn how to connect to spirit in a protective way, mm-hmm. right? To he, he calls it sitting in the power, right? To sit mm-hmm. in my own power and connect only to what we call like light beings, right? Just, just to the source. Um, and Jamie Butler has these amazing tools and techniques of um, how, how to create protective boundaries around yourself. So mm-hmm. just more self-care, right? Yeah. Um, Releasing and grounding, I would think too. Totally. Yeah. And grounding. Um, she talks about uh polarity and and kind of um certain techniques to where you can use crystals and you can use um, you know, what is it? Um different uh postures and movements of the body, even to kind Release. of regulate your energy yeah. system. Yeah. 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 So I find I, sometimes working with people with addiction, when I do mm-hmm. my healing, energetic healing, I have to really intentionally be like, okay, this session's done. Yes. <laughs> not, not only grounding myself, but also like dispersing and grounding that energy that might have, I might have come in towards me. Totally. Yeah. And there's, there's a technique that um, I learned through Jamie Butler as well. And um, I use this often if I feel, um, that negativity, right. Kind of surrounding me. Um, she tells you to actually envision yourself in white light, Mm -hmm. and then you envision the other person in black light. Mm -hmm. So black is not negative, right? Um, black is basically the, the color, right. And the physics behind that is that it absorbs energy. It's, mm. it's fully absorbent. So it's just saying divine God absorb them with positivity. Right. Mm. And you're just surrounding yourself already with that positivity. And I, it, it's amazing how quickly I'm able to feel detached, oh, nice. you know, like, yeah. okay, I'm safe. Like I feel yeah. safe. Um, and it is, it's all just energetic, right? Yeah. It's so beautiful. And it's mutable and changeable. And yeah, as our, we're just, I mean, it's all energy, just condensed into this desk and into this computer. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's kind of mind blowing, really. I mean, and we work in radiology, we're like, it's all energy, you know, I mean, <laughs> but yeah, we don't think about it that way. And we don't think of ourselves that way. It's, it's so interesting how we've evolved and disconnected with the reality of it all. And people think this is kind of voodoo or woo woo, but um, it's really coming back to the true essence of who we are. Oh, totally. So, yeah. We've, they, pra- our ancestors, our ancestors practice this. I mean, yeah. They, yeah. they knew this. Um Although, you know, now in the, in our world right today, what our ancestors didn't have to do was immerse themselves in materialism, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, into, into uh, rationality, right? Yeah. So that, that's kind of what we're doing now. We're merging this um, mm. beautiful amazing ability to heal through thought, through energy work, through, um, a connection to our higher power, um, as well as bringing it to this like dense level of materialism. And, you know, it's, it's, it's beautiful. It's definitely difficult. It can be destructive, (laughs) but it's also beautiful, right? It's Um, all what we do with it. I mean, even this technology is, amazing energy to connect us and can be very healing um we've just let it take our attention and 
we won't get into all that right now. <laughs> That's a whole <laughs> That's other a whole episode. <laughs> um, yeah. So my other thing is like, and I, I, um, you know, I continue to try to involve my intuition and trust mm-hmm. myself. Um, but maybe I don't know if you have anything to share about how people can really step into their power and begin to like, for me, sometimes it's like paying attention enough to know, oh, that wasn't just a thought that was a message coming from deep within you. That's for real. Pay attention and follow it. Um, but that's been, you know, it's just, it's kind of been a slow, I'd like to say graceful evolution for me. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've had some pretty profound uh, karmic two by fours, we'll say. Um, <laughs> but I wondered if you had any techniques for sort of helping people to cultivate that mm-hmm. inner knowing in a way that it can just come up and out and into their informed journey it takes courage Mm -hmm. it takes um like we were saying that deep inner strength to follow what we feel Mm -hmm. and it takes trial and error right once once for me i've been learning um when i have this inner knowingness to do something and then i don't follow it and then something happens right negatively to me. Mm. It's, it's, it's the trial and error. And I go, Oh, that was it. That was my intuition telling Mm. me and I didn't listen. Right. So it's, um, and, and I do believe like we were bringing up before the more mindfulness you practice, the more meditation, the more able you are to connect to that inner knowingness, that inner strength to be able to have the awareness that when you don't follow what that intuition gave you, then you were in error, you know? So next time when you feel that same feeling in your gut, what it told you, you'll follow it. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. then you'll see something positive will come from that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think, I think it's a lot of um, releasing and, uh, and, and having the inner strength, the inner power, right. Um, courage to, take that step forward when we feel something, when we know something to be true, our truth, right. Mm -hmm. All connecting to um, what is, what is your truth? Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and I think we live in such a busy world that it, it does. That's why we're required to get still because there's not enough space around the doing for me anyway, for my antenna to be totally um, taking it in as I go, it's, I'm getting better. Um, Mm -hmm but I had to really come into stillness in a committed way and listen, you know, and not just come into stillness to start to let my mental brain still try to figure things out. And Mm -hmm. I think um, for anyone listening, I mean, that's why Anna does the work that she does. Like sometimes it's a jump start. It's a little spiritual acceleration. It's a little bit of um, confirmation to you. Like, cause whatever you're sensing, if there's something that you're carrying around, you know, reach out to a healer, because that's why we're here is to guide um, so that you can open, I say that when I do energy medicine, I'm just here to help move energy and, and so that you can remember, and open up to your own healing, right. And I think the intuition is the same thing as we do that, then your inner knowing continues to evolve. And uh, you can begin to trust yourself again, and and heal some of the things that have um, gotten layered up in this human journey. Oh, totally. And, and, you know, there are us light workers, healers, that's our purpose, right? Yeah. To sit with someone who, you know, just needs that door to be opened, mm-hmm. you know, just needs to crack it maybe even a little, mm-hmm. just to feel a little bit of that connection. Um, and I'm not going to lie, there are some that come in and the door is wide open already. <laughs> and they're like, what do I do with this? I yeah, don't know. You know yeah. but everybody's um, journey and, and start is so different. And you, like you said, Mary, there, you know, my purpose, your purpose is and why we've gone through our experiences, right? In our lives thus far, yep. is to be able to help those people see the crack in the door or to organize when the door's wide open, what to yeah. do, you know? Yeah. And I think sometimes also, and one of the reasons I have the podcast is, you know, so people know they're not alone. The pain is real and it's deep, but it's also um, like, maybe we could take it a little less seriously. 
if we knew it's just really here to inform our evolution and involvement and this unconditional love and connection that that is so yummy if we could just allow it to be there and i you know you, you started out this conversation with like what you were feeling energetically and collectively and i think we're really being called to allow ourselves to 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 you know move forward i mean the pandemic if nothing else has told us like there's so much that's beyond our control everyone so let's just <laughs> let's just find out what's real here and let's embrace it right and then we can we can do anything right we can weather any storm and when we need each other yeah right we have we need this oneness this connection that we all have and um so beautiful to have you here to share all of this Anna and that people can um reach out to you um yeah. how, so you meet one on one with people I do one on one um via Zoom or um at my office in Richmond mm-hmm. okay great and we'll have your um in our show notes we'll have how people can find you you're on Instagram and Facebook also do you have a website I do um yeah. annalevit.com yeah okay easy. Awesome. yeah <laughs> yeah it's good you yeah. got to use your name <laughs> um, uh, well it's been so uh, so um is there anything that you want to share were you going to say something yes there's there's something I want to to touch on a little that you had brought up um this idea that you know as we sit with ourselves and and feel those things, you know, like you were saying, um, within us to actually surround that though, and know that there is a collective out there feeling the same thing. We're never alone. You're never alone in feeling that because it can feel so isolating. Mm -hmm. And I, if there's anything I want to leave with, um, anyone listening now, it's that, there's always that source to connect to. There's always that love and understanding of whatever it is that you're experiencing in that moment. And it does pass. Hang on to that surfboard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. Thank you for that great wisdom. Um, I always also like to end um, or at least include how you stay resilient in your journey. I think we've heard a little bit of it, um, mindfulness meditation, but are there any other things that you do want to do from a self-care perspective that you want to share? This is kind of funny, but I take lots of baths. (laughs) Me too. Water is very healing Mm -hmm. for me. Um, I I do a lot of self-care. I, um, it's, it's almost people would think, oh, it's isolation. It's not isolation. It's, um, giving to myself that love. I treat, I treat myself, right. I give myself a bath. I put on music. I, I sit and I feel, and I, um, I honestly, if I feel at my lowest, a lot of the time I think of my child and his smile, you know, mm-hmm. that love, that unconditional love. And that's where I, I, I feel that the most so that they remind me, I say, they, my, my, uh, spirit guides or my people, yeah. I call them, <laughs> they, they <laughs> tell me, remember that smile because that's pure love. Mm-hmm. And you always have that with you. So anyway, that's what, um, yeah, I that's do. That's beautiful. Today. I love that. Thank you so much. I know. Those baths. I've been bringing back the baths and the naps, like yes. putting my feet up and just breathing for five or 10 minutes. I can't oh, believe how powerful yeah. that's been. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, well, you shared so much. Um, I don't know if we need a parting nut. Sometimes I'm also like, do you have a parting piece of nugget uh, that you would share that you just want to make sure everyone hears before we sign off? Um, I want to say, I mean, I, I feel like I may have touched on this a little before, but please surround any, any experience with curiosity and know that there is a purpose to that and a love within that that's what I would leave. Yeah. I thank you. You're very, very wise words. Mm. Such thank a gift for having me. So that wraps up another episode of Zen mama and everyday gurus. 
of which you are one. And thank you so much for being here. I think our stories are powerful. They connect us and they make us stronger, right? Collectively, we can move forward and heal and find our way, find our North Star, and then maybe shine the light on the path for somebody else. Another way you can support this is to send me a rating, a comment. Those things help. If you know someone that might enjoy the podcast, please share. And you can also find Zen Mama and Everyday Gurus on Instagram and Facebook. And also I have a personal um, Instagram, Mindful Living VT, which is more around my coaching and um, guiding and inspiring and some of the other offerings that I have. Additionally, uh, my website is marystreeter.co. You can find some other things over there. So thanks again for being here. Have the best day. Find something to celebrate. And don't forget the power of the plants.